welcome to another episode that we have for you today, episode three, here with my sister Jamie. This one is called Finding Your Outlet with Miss Kayla Wells. Before I start, I want to tell everybody, my best friend over here just got her degree, basically. She already finished her undergrad year, so she is about to go into her master's. This is year three. I haven't even done it yet. I'm close to it. I got two more classes, but... For her to do that during all this with quarantine, I'm super proud of her. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. Um, thank you. But we're going to get into it. So basically, I'm just going to have you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, um, and just, you know, what you do, where you play. Okay. Um, I'm Kayla Wells. I am from Dallas, Texas. Well, Grand Prairie, Texas, but if you guys don't know, it's around Dallas. And I play for Texas A&M University. I am a guard, and I am in my senior year right now. Yes, ma'am. Y'all grew up fast. I know. I know. Like yesterday, y'all was. I'm just ready for this to be the year. Now y'all all passed me up in height. Well, been I'm that, like though. this. Hey, 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 hey. I'm chill like out, this, Jenny. I'm not that far ahead of you. <laughs> now, nah, but. Kayla, give us a little backstory on how you got involved with basketball and what made you continue to play. Well, um, when I first moved down here from New Orleans, when Katrina hit, um, I wasn't into basketball. I didn't want to be into basketball. But my auntie actually played basketball professionally overseas and stuff like that. So my cousin was getting into it. So whenever she had got into it, I was just like, you know, it is something to do out here. I'm not really doing nothing, nothing much. So I got into it and I started playing on a team called the Magic and Haley was actually on it. <laughs> that's how we became, look, right. That's how to do layups and everything. Exactly. But um Haley was actually on the team and um from there I started playing AAU basketball for Arlington Swoosh and then I got to um this Nike team and I got a scholarship and now I'm at AM so Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's pretty much the backstory. Me and Slim probably done done the most together. <laughs> we was both on Magic. Right. We both went to Swoosh. Then she went to the Nike team, and Miss Orr and them they helped me get on that team. And so it's just been a crazy journey growing up. That is what's up. So you at A and M now. So tell us about that. What's what's it like being a college uh, or a student athlete? Like, what do you like? What do you dislike? you know, about your college experience being a student athlete? Um, it's definitely, it's definitely hard, but at the same time, once you get like a schedule down and once you understand how to, you know, manage your time, it becomes easier and it becomes kind of like a, it comes just like a schedule, like something, okay, I do this every day, just a routine thing. But before, like when I first, like my freshman year, it was like, a rude awakening because like classes were super hard. I was going from 6 a.m. to class, to study hall, to practice, to wait, yeah. you know, like it's not hard going from, I mean, it's super hard going from high school and then turning around and being in college because it's totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. And then not having your parents there to support you and to help you. Like it's yeah. just, yeah, I feel it's you on that. Hard. You think, um, uh, you know, like you said, going from you think they prepare you going from high school to college as an athlete or in it's general. A no for me, it's a no. <laughs> it's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, because like everything, like you can prepare somebody 
basketball-wise, but I just feel like when you at school and when you at study hall and mm-hmm. having to get meals in by yourself, having to cook, having to do this, right. having to get places mm. on time, then that erases the basketball part because okay. you, yeah. you too you too worried about, oh, am I going to make it to the class on time? Am I going to be able to eat before practice? Am I going to be able to do this before practice? Like, it's really hard when you add everything else. Basketball part, it was hard, but it was more, it was even harder just getting my schedule down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even feel like with basketball, my coach at high school did not prepare me for all that running we was about to endure. <laughs> I'm talking about next level. Next level. I'm over there on the sideline, like, dang, I think I don't think this is for me. I don't think that this is gonna be a great fit. Cause it was so hard. I was just like, I'm not used to doing all this running. But now it's like I'm used to it now. But that was my hardest part being a freshman and coming in like that. But since yeah. we own freshman talk, like explain, you know, I know we had like talks when during your freshman year. So how like explain your college experience on your first year as far Ooh. as basketball goes, because I know that was like a tough part for you. That was that was tough, you know, being in high school and being a best player to come into college to being like, oh. Am I actually, why did y'all recruit me? Why am I here? (laughs) First time I play pickup, I'm like, dang, do I even know how to play basketball? Like, but it was a, it was the weight room, the conditioning, like just the girls, like these are grown women. Mm -hmm. They're not playing against kids anymore. These are women about to go to the league. These are women about to go overseas. Like this Mm -hmm. is not, you know. So, I mean, it just, it wasn't really what I expected. I expected to go in and like, you know, like make an impact instantly. As soon as I stepped on campus and that did not happen. (laughs) So I felt like it kind of, it kind of humbled me in a sense to know like you, you're not, you know, you're not all of that in a bag of chips. Like you still gonna have to work just as hard as everybody else here. Like nobody's just going to give you a spot, you know? Mm -hmm. So exactly, it was tough. And then when you earn it, though, it makes you appreciate it and value it so much more mm-hmm. as you put yeah, it. Yeah, it, it definitely does because my summer going into my sophomore year, like, I worked super, 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 super hard. And, like, knowing that, like, I had a really good year my sophomore year, it was just like, you know, like, dang, I came from averaging three points a game to 15 points a game, you know? Like, yeah. that was big to me, you know? Yeah. So. Same thing with me, because my first two years, I really was just a defensive player. Like, nobody, like, as far as offense, like, yeah, shoot the three every now and then. But my first two years was horrible. Like, I was, like, averaging about two points. I was averaging some minutes, but what was I doing in the minutes? Defense. Because <laughs> I sure was not scoring. <laughs> and so this, like, my last year that we just had that was like my breakout year I don't know like something in me after working out every summer and getting tired of not producing like I know I can I just like honed in into being who I am and not being scared to shoot not being scared to dribble the ball and all that not that not that I was scared to dribble the ball but because we had people that were hurt and injured I had to step up in a way where I had to be like a point guard and stuff like you have to step up and those are the yeah. moments that count. Because if you don't step up in 
and uh, take that spot and try to do something with it, you're just going to be on the bench again because you ain't do what you should have did. So I learned mm-hmm. from that. That's exactly what happened my sophomore year. Um, one of our guards went down and she got hurt. And like she was like second leader scorer. So I had to step up and I had to start scoring the ball. I had to start doing a lot more than what mm-hmm. I was, you know, usually used to. But I stepped up and I kept getting minutes and I was I kept doing my thing. So And that's all that matters. Playing. A lot of kids be thinking like it's just going to if it doesn't happen right then and there, then they just going to stop working and they're going to give up. But like you should never give up. Eventually, all that hard work that you're doing is going to pay off. Like mm-hmm. and it if only you need takes to transfer to do that. Then so be it. Do what you, you got to do. <laughs> exactly. You might need a transfer. <laughs> so, I don't know. But you I feel like you get you get an opportunity and it's what you do with that opportunity. Right. You're going to yeah. get one. But yeah. if you get in and you scared and you like, you know, you got to know, like, you know, I'm here for a reason. Like mm-hmm. I put in all of this work, like exactly. I'm going to make the most out of these opportunities. And that's what I did my freshman year. I mean, I didn't I didn't play as much as I wanted to. But like, you know, I was like the sixth man. So whenever I got in the game, I'm like, I'm going to shoot the ball. I'm going to do this. Girl, do same, that. You know what same. I'm saying? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make him like, you know, I can't even take her out because, you know, she's doing a good job right now. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, one of the things that um, one of my mentors taught me is that when preparation meets God's timing, it's game over. You know, that's something that you just always got to keep in the back of your mind because as long as you stay prepared and like you said, Kayla, when that opportunity presents itself, you capitalize. Now, coach have no choice but to play you because you did what you had to do um, to prepare for that time and when you had the opportunity to show who you are. And you stepped up and he was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's yeah. what you got to do. You just got to keep preparing. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know you, you know, been through a lot of things being a freshman all the way coming to your senior year. What's some, what's a major obstacle that you had to maneuver through? I really, really, really think that it was, it was whenever I was not playing my freshman year. Because I felt like, like I felt like I was putting in all of this work and practice. I was doing all of this extra running, all this extra lifting, and it felt like it was for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, like I was already like away from my family, already away from my friends. So I just felt like I was, you know, like by myself. So, like that was hard for me because I'm used to playing the whole game. I'm used to right. being the best player. I'm used to doing this. So I feel like that was the that was the obstacle that I had to get over. But I feel like your freshman year, like, I'm not telling you don't go for that spot. Don't don't try to start. But sometimes you're going to have people over you. I had a senior over me who played defense, who rebounded, who was strong, like, who finished at the basket. So, like, I had to wait. But yeah. if I would have left that year, I wouldn't have had the year that I had my sophomore year. I wouldn't have been the player that I was my sophomore year. So I feel like I feel like sometimes being patient and waiting your turn is very important. And I felt like that was an obstacle that I had to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. fire. That's a fire lesson in that because uh, I was just listening to it was uh, Stephen Furtick. I don't know if y'all heard of him, but I was listening to one of his messages this past weekend. And he was saying sometimes um, the strongest act of faith is staying you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all the time 
because we think stepping out, we always hear stepping out on faith, stepping out on faith. Yes, that is true. But sometimes the strongest act of faith is staying because that's showing your trust. And like you said, faith is just being patient and waiting for the right time. And so that's what's up. And it paid off. And then like whenever I wasn't playing, like, you have people in this ear saying, oh, you should be playing. You need to leave there. You need to do this. You got to cut all of that out. Yeah. Because you have coaches coming from here over there. And you're like, I don't barely even know you. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like you just got to, you know, you got to stay true to yourself. You can't be listening to outside voices because if you do, you're going to end up, you know, like following what other people want you to do instead of doing what you need to do. Yeah, right. and that goes with when you choose the college that you want to go to. You listening to all these outside voices talking about you need to go to this school. You ain't even went and visited the school, and you already say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm about to commit on spot." You don't even know the coaching staff. You don't know the environment that you're gonna be around. But because it's such a big school, and it's because everybody else talking about, "Oh, you got to go there." People do that, and then next year transfer portal. Like, yeah, you got to make sure that's what fits you and what you want to do as far as like anything with basketball like if you aren't a hundred percent thinking like this is the perfect place for me to go to then maybe you need to hold off on it and try to you know slow down on committing so soon and also slow down like you said Kayla on leaving so soon like maybe it's just not your year maybe it's not your time yet but your time is going to come you just need to keep putting in the work but if you on your like if you on your butt and just so, like soaking in sadness, obviously you're not gonna get better. That's just the yeah. Best. So yeah, and then it just, in my opinion, people that just up and leave all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like soon as times get hard or tough, because like you said, I'm used to starting. I'm used to this. As soon as you run into a tough spot, some, a lot of people they would have just left. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what does that teach you? In my opinion, mm-hmm. it's teaching you that anytime something get hard, you're going to quit. You're going to yeah. give up. You're not going to stick it through and overcome the os- obstacle like you did. Yeah, and um, I don't want you on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you on my team. For real, because you, you're not dependable. You're not reliable. Mm-hmm. You ain't in for it for Every the time we take haul. a loss, here you are, uncommitted, don't want to... Yeah. Nah, nah, selfish. That's what that is. Selfish. That's selfish. That is. And there's yeah. so many people like that. And I wish that that mindset would change. Like, if you if you come to, like, a little hard spot in life and you just can't get through it, and even people around you, like, it's going to be okay, it's going to be better, and you still stuck on that, I can't mm-hmm. hang around you. I can't. It yeah. Gets, that's like negative it, energy. Yeah, that energy, I can't mm-hmm. feed off of it. I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to grow. <laughs> And you stunting my growth. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Next. But, uh, man, that brings me to another point. So during all this time that we're going through, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, yes, because your face is telling it all. <laughs> I I look at, on Twitter, I see, you know, Texas A&M fan bases mm. not really supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm like, hold up, because that's kind of crazy, like, you have all these athletes that are African-American or minorities, people of color that are there playing for you and you always at a game, but you can't support them in a moment like this. So it made me think like, I got to ask uh, Slim when we do this, 
how she feels about it. So how are you and your teammates feeling about all that's going on right now? Um, that is a great question. It's honestly, it just, it just opened my eyes, you know, like to how people really are, you know, like people support the athletes, but don't support the person. Mm -mm. And that's the problem because Mm -hmm. it's like, we are, we're people, we're not robots that just shoot the ball and run the touchdown and all of this stuff for you guys to cheer. That's not like, we are people. We go through social injustice all the damn time. Like just being on campus, like, People, they say stuff and we have to just, you know, be like, okay, it's all right. It's fine. You know, like I'm just going to dust it off because I'm not even going to get in trouble saying nothing to this person or Mm -hmm. making a big deal about the situation. But I mean, I feel like it's just, it's just embarrassing sometimes because it's like, these are the people that support us that, you know, we look to to be there all the time and cheering us on. But when it comes to us talking about social injustice and talking about racism and stuff, it's a problem. And I don't understand why that is a problem for them. Yeah. When, I don't understand either. It's sad. When all of the athletes are black, <laughs> most of the athletes are black. So I, it really bothers me. It, it does really bother me. And it's sad. It's really sad because You're everybody true colors right now. That's what I'm saying. You and see everybody's true colors and like, the maroon lives matter. It's not even about that. We're not saying that we don't care about the school or we're not saying that we're not saying it. We're saying black lives matter. They matter too. Like y'all lives already matter. White lives already matter. Mm Y'all have privileges. Y'all have, y'all don't have to go through some of the stuff that we have to go through. So we're not saying that it does not matter. We're just saying that y'all need to treat us like how you would treat anybody else. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're just, like people are tired. People are tired at this point. That's why you're seeing all of these protests. People are tired of black men getting killed, black women getting killed, mm-hmm. and even not just being killed, but just being treated like, oh, you can't have your hand braided. That's not yeah. professional, right? Yeah. What? Just like our last episode talking about Sydney couldn't have uh, dreads to work there. Right. Like, what like, is that? I don't. I don't understand it. And it's just at this point, it's it's just sad because you just see a lot of people's true colors. Mm-hmm. You do, That's and I mean, and they're the people who are, who are giving you money. So at this point, now what do you do? You know, do you mm-hmm. just be like, okay, you know what? We don't want you supporting us anymore. We don't want your money anymore. And you know that's not going to happen mm-hmm. because. But- if it was up to me, I don't need I don't need your money. I really don't. We could if we need to. It's so many black people of wealth out here. We could build our own place and right, yeah. but, right there. That's the thing. We need to start doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. and we can up. start doing that. But it's just you know, it's so many rules and and how things are. Like yeah. Watch but then we like that's that what I'm saying. Burn it down. Just watch right. something but, like that happen. It's sad. But we can't. That's that's fear. That's a what if yeah. scenario. Yeah, that's you true. know what I'm saying? Like, because if that's the case, that's always going to be an excuse that we use. We yeah. have to start putting ourselves in positions to do to be that. empowered. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be we gotta take exactly. action. We gotta take action. Facts. But one thing that I like what my team and my coaches are doing is like they're actually trying to figure out ways. Like, what do you guys want to do? We're going to have patches this year. Mm-hmm. Do y'all want to have something on the back? Like, 
We're going to start going to Black-owned businesses, like, for food and stuff like that. We're going to have lunch at this place, Lamar and Nikki's. That's a a Black-owned business out Mm -hmm. here. So we're going to start buying shirts and, like, you know, like, stuff like that. And I, like, I really mess with my coaches and my teammates and everybody who are, like, you know, actually trying to make a difference and actually trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, like, figure out what can we do. I know we can't change the whole thing, but we can create awareness for this type of stuff, even if the fans are not supporting us. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate my coaches and my teammates for actually, you know, taking the time and trying to figure out how can we make a change? Because we we can't make a change if we just going to do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... We've gotten uncomfortable over here, too, and it's a good type of uncomfortable. When it came to them talking about the patches, we already, Blackface about to be up on there. That's what and, I'm saying. <laughs> Blackface about to be on there hard, and it's, and I'm going to be happy. I'm taking all types of pictures with that. And, you know, we've had organizations already that our own athletes have started, where I have a couple of my teammates on there where they had a sold shirts that are bringing awareness to everything that's going on. And it's like amazing to see how everybody can come together on something like this. You know, I don't need all the other people that don't want to be a part of it. That's cool. You don't got to do it. If you feel uncomfortable, then that just show your true colors. And obviously <laughs> right. you don't need to be here. You stay over there then. But <laughs> as far as my team and my coaches, we all been trying to figure out ways to do things and bring light to the situation by doing all that we know that we can. And I'm just proud that, you know, for all those schools out there that are doing something, especially around uh, like athletics that are trying to do something is special, but you know, you have schools out there that really are not trying to touch the surface of anything that gets political. And it's kind of sad. I'm very glad I don't go there. And the people that are leaving, thank you. You need to, you don't need to be there. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's exactly what I was talking about. A lot of people don't want to touch on political subjects because it feels like, oh, we're gonna lose this fan base, or we're gonna lose we're gonna lose the amount of donations that we get because we're talking about this and doing that. And I mean, sometimes you just gotta be like, you know what? It doesn't even matter what people think. It doesn't even matter mm-hmm. if they support us or not. We got us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Most definitely. So. If them people cannot support me, I don't want them in our seats. Right. Oh, no, don't come to the game, please. That's one less fan that I have to worry about uh, and looking at them and knowing deep down inside they really don't care about me. Like, I don't need that. And that might be the reason why we lose our game because of all that negative energy. <laughs> they can go. <laughs> they can go. <laughs> For real, man. But I see that y'all been um, already started working out, which is like, because we can't even touch an indoor court. Girl, I've been outdoor getting darker by the day. but I'm I, already knowing. <laughs> I know, but y'all already in somewhere where there's conditioning. How has that been as far as wearing masks and keeping protocol and all that? It honestly, I'm glad that we're back in the gym, but it honestly sucks, you know? like. Yeah. <laughs> because all of the protocol is so strict. Like, you got to have on masks. You, you got to keep your own ball. You got to rebound for yourself. What? You can only have two people. You got to have on the you mask? Gotta, yeah. And you, they just enforced that just now. And then you got to only have two people in a workout. So, I mean, you're not playing like that. You know, I love playing. That is the, my mm-hmm. favorite part of basketball. Yeah. Pick up and stuff like that and playing one-on-one. Like, you can't really be coming in contact with people. So, I mean, it... It's interesting. I'm just glad that I'm back in the gym, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I missed it. Yeah. But um, 
I'm glad that we're getting back to working out and stuff like that. But it's just totally different. I mean, everything is totally different. We're literally walking outside and being like, oh, I forgot my mask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you would have <laughs> never did this girl. a year later. And I'm just like, my mask. Like, For real. What? I'll be getting out the car almost at the door to get in the store. I said, oh, I got to turn back around. Back to the car. <laughs> that I have to turn around. Yes. I'll be so irritated. But it's like, them people out there that don't wear masks, it's like, why? Like, one what time I didn't have, a, I forgot my mask. Everybody was looking at me. I'm like, oh, let me go get my mask. <laughs> These people when think I I'm crazy. I'll be taking my shirt, baby. I tried that. I tried that. They said, it don't your work. shirt like that isn't, that's not acceptable. You need to go get your mask. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be the worst. That'd be the worst situation ever. But that's crazy because like, I wouldn't think that they would have y'all working out with your mask on. Because first off, when I tried to run with my mask on outside one day, I I almost uh, passed out. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and I'm not even being, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, it was so hot outside. And I was like, why did I even do this? I had to I take bet. it off. I'm already knowing. <laughs> but like, okay, so. <laughs> Can't breathe. Right? I'd be so tired. I'm like, dang, I'm not out of shape like this, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I sweating? <laughs> I'm tired. I get in the car like, whew, I can right. finally breathe. Like, <laughs> but like our masks that we have now, they're kind of like, they're not regular masks. They're kind of like those things that you pull up and it's like this long like thing on your neck. And my head is too small. Like, so I kind of, for, for it to stay, I need to wrap it around my whole head. Kind of like a hijab. Like, that's why they ain't posted the picture of you. I'm like, I don't see slum. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I can't wear this. I keep pulling it up. I'm dribbling. I'm shooting, like, pulling it up. Like a thief in the night. I'm glad they ain't posting (laughs) it. Like a thief in the night. (laughs) Oh, my God. They got you. silly. (laughs) Man, so. I'll be looking bald-headed and everything. I can't. I'll be so mad. Like, man. (laughs) I'm so... Dead. They need to post a picture. Oh my no, god! <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad at them. They're taking it down. I don't care. They're not gonna do me like that. I feel you on that. Nah, but with your senior being here, do you have aspirations to go to the WNBA? And if of so, course. what's oh. your dream team? Sorry, no. Go ahead. Um. Yes, I definitely do have aspirations of going to the WNBA. Um. I'm not even going to lie. After my freshman year, I was like, eh, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> but after my sophomore year, I was like, okay, you know, like I'm doing yeah. something. Confidence like maybe I can make some mistake. So, um, yeah, I do have aspirations of getting to the WNBA. So I've been working like really, really hard right now. My main thing is my conditioning. Like mm-hmm. that is my main thing right now because you can't shoot when you're tired. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to get in conditioning that way. Because I felt like my sophomore year, I was in really, really good shape. And I was running the floor. I was, you know, doing everything I was supposed to do. I felt like my junior year, it wasn't, I wasn't running the floor as much. I wasn't, you know, getting up and down the court as well. So, like, my main thing this year is conditioning. And once I know once I get in shape, like, I'm going to be, like, you know, like, hard to guard. And yeah. I know that was hard with quarantine and everything, trying to work out and stay in shape. That I was dying in the heat. I'm like, <laughs> man. But that's the best workouts, though. Yeah, those are. Those true. are. 
outside gets you right. Yeah, that is true. It gets you right and it gets you burnt. At the same time, they do. See, I don't be trying to get dark like that. Yes, I'm talking about little melanin. Yeah, everybody's talking about dang Haley. I'm thinking, like, man, I need to dye my hair back black because I look like a little light bulb. (laughs) Like, my face got so dark that it makes the lightness of my hair look weird. And I'm just like, oh my God. But yeah, and my dream team is the Dallas Wings. My my parents, they love them. They go to every game. They got like season passes and everything. Yeah. So like if I got drafted there, that would be like a dream come true. But you know what? I ain't picky. I will go to any team that wants me, okay? Yeah, please don't be picky. Look, <laughs> like, okay, any team that wants me, I am available. Yeah, but at least I you do. would be home. That's the main thing. To yeah, see you on the home Home court, that would be dope. Yeah. That would be big, bro. Girl, I'll get me jersey and, um, quick. Oh, for sure. <laughs> me and uh Chelsea, we was eating chi- we was at Grapevine Mills at Chili's, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all Kayla, y'all was on TV playing. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm seeing you on TV, you and Kennedy at at the time. And it was just like, dang, watching y'all who you know what I'm saying? While y'all was younger, all on the team together, AU in the summertime and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is crazy. But I'm proud of proud of all y'all. Y'all doing y'all thing, like for real. I'm proud of us because where we came from. Right. The the the, the, the beginning, you would have <laughs> thought we should have quit. From magic. <laughs> from magic, boy. I from not even know how to make a layup. <laughs> I'm talking about airballing. I'm so glad that. I'm so glad we worked out day in and day out trying to get better. Cause it, yeah, but I'm even going to lie. Coach Kenny got us right. That's what I'm saying. That's What was it? Was it our seventh or eighth grade summer? That summer? Eighth grade summer. Was like, that turned it all the way on. Like, That's we what I'm was saying. a different beast. Like, he, like, instilled, like, a grind in us for real, for real. People he will never understand, like, People will never understand what all we went through that whole summer. When I tell you me and Slim was working out every day, waking up early to go work out with him, he'd come pick us up, we go with him, get us some food, work out for about three hours, go get us some food, go home. I'm talking about we sleep. We was so tired, but it was it paid off. Like I it would really did. I would do it again in a heartbeat if I could. And man, then Coach Kenny was of... listening, I would be like, man, what you doing? Right. <laughs> man, I miss all them workouts. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids wish they can have something like that. So that's dope. Make sure y'all show love. You know what I'm saying? Let mm-hmm. him know. You know, yeah. y'all show gratitude. Yeah. Hit him yeah, up. Yeah, I love Coach Kenny. I, I miss him. I wish that we... He would have um, stayed with us, you know? Yeah, I wish that he had kept coaching us because it's like, we wasn't trying to leave Swoosh at all. Like... We was really our plan didn't have was, a choice. We didn't have no choice. And our plan was that our senior year, we was going to go to New York. We all had this New York going to be our senior trip. We're going to have all this fun. They, like, made us, like, all excited about, you know, playing basketball and being able to travel. And when he wasn't able to coach us, it's like, dang, what do we do now? Because I, right. I, I was never thinking about another team. I was just like, man. We had been with Swoosh for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, how long was it? From third grade to what? 10th? From third grade, grade to ninth. Ninth third, grade, ninth third grade. Third to ninth. Yeah. yeah third to that's ninth. a long time, man. Yeah. And family, 
we met all these like I still keep in contact with some of the players that we played with and it's like to see where everybody is now I'm proud of all of us but I feel like yeah. we learned so much from being just on that team to become the woman that we are today and I would like if I had a kid and like swoosh came back and coach Kenny was coaching stuff oh you on that team <laughs> you definitely <on> <laughs> Because you're going you gonna to make it somewhere on that team just because of the heart that he instills in you and, like, the work ethic. Like, ooh, i do it all again. I'm going to keep saying that because, I'm like, I miss it. I, I just felt like him and Coach Stacy together, like, Coach Stacy was, like, the street smart, and then he was just, mm-hmm. like, the basketball, you know? And they were both just tough, like, you know? like Coach Stacy did not teach me nothing of basketball, but she sure did <laughs> teach you some knowledge. Coach Stacy was giving y'all hood knowledge. Yes. Boy, let me hey. tell y'all something. Coach Stacy used to be on us for real, man. <laughs> Coach Stacy looked like real. she didn't play, though. No, she didn't play at all. She, she walked play. like she, she don't She talked to play. us like we was her kids, and I was like, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Girl, I respect like her wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I respect her. Yeah, that's good though. Those were the good days. Yeah, the good days for real. I'm talking about me and someone was with each other every day. Every day, we every lived together. Day. We, we did. Together. I I wanted to move in. I, she over here. Well, Haley, just come to SGP. Y'all can come play. Right. With <laughs> I really was thinking about it, but you know, Fifi was not playing that at all. <laughs> You already know she wasn't. Mm-mm. No, my mama was down though. My mama was like, "Come on, I know let's go. your mama was down all the way." Yeah, she can come here. She, we got another room for. Her. I was like, "See, they got another room. <laughs> come on now, stop playing." <laughs> <laughs> but um, seeing um how you have progressed as a woman and all that, and you had your little talk show with A and I don't know what happened to that. What happened to your talk show? So, like, my junior year, it just stopped, you know? I don't even, like, I really don't know. Like, they didn't come back, you know, to me for, like, any more ideas. Because, like, my first year, like, it was more controlled by them. And I wanted my second year to be controlled by me. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do for different episodes. You know, like, just stuff that I thought was fun for people to watch, you know? Yeah. But, like, my junior year, it never really just, it never happened like that. And then my junior year was one of my hardest years school-wise because... I was trying to graduate early, so I felt like I crammed a whole bunch of classes, and it just was, it was a lot. It yeah. was a lot my my junior year. But I don't know what's going to happen this year. I mean, hopefully, maybe I can do it, but, like, with corona and stuff, I don't really know mm-hmm. how. But it was a really good experience, honestly. Yeah. Like, I learned a lot from just doing that show and, like, preparing for the show and being on camera. It gave me a lot of good practice, so I liked it a lot. So do you think and I that, would do it again? Yeah. So do Definitely. you think that that would tie into what you want to do when you graduate or like just like a side business, if anything, or like going into being a commentator? Because I know growing up that you always wanted to be a commentator. You always talked about being one. So I was like, maybe this is what she's trying to do. She's trying to prepare herself so she can start doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's how it really was. But this summer, I was really going to get an internship with 12 men. But like when everything happened, they sent all, you know, like we were all sent home and Mm -hmm. Corona and stuff. Uh, 12 men. That's like our productions people. So who who broadcast all of our games like we have a whole facility. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to do that. But 
I really want to be a sideline reporter, kind of like a Maria Taylor. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like that would be dope. going around telling people stories. Like I love what she does. Like she does stories on different athletes and tells their background and what mm-hmm. they've been through and how they got there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I thought I thought it would be cool to you know like at least have something on camera on my resume. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That way, but I know that if I make it to the WNBA, I can get a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Like that is my main focus. I'm not saying like playing is not, you know. Yeah, you gotta have something to fall on because mm-hmm. let's, uh, God forbid, but well, I'll just say like other players in general. You know, you you work so hard to play basketball, and then you know, look at Sabrina. She just messed up her ankle. Now, what if she had messed it so like messed it up so bad that she can't play at all? Which yeah. I, I'm not saying that. But she got to have something to do outside of basketball. Like, your whole you life should be sure. revolved around it. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that you have something to fall back on. So, like, I was going to play professionally for a few years, get some connections, network with people, ask, like, hey, you know how I can get into this? Do you know how I can get into that? You know what I'm saying? Let's Maybe go. get some work, like, you know, whenever I'm not playing or – because, like, what I was going to do is if, you know, I made it to WNBA, playing the WNBA – Maybe not go overseas, maybe work at ESPN. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so that's just like my main goal is to like go there, who get some connections, get some networking done. That way, whenever I'm ready to stop playing basketball, I'm going to be sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to have to worry about anything. I'm not going to have to worry about, oh, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do without basketball. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my dream for real, for real, is to be a sideline reporter and to tell people stories and interview people. So Yeah, you just got to chase that dream. That's why I'm doing this now. I My whole uh, thing is if I start now trying to do something, just like when you started trying to do, like, the whole uh, talk show and all that, like, if I do this, it might prepare me for future things and other doors will open up. So I'm glad that our parents, like, our parents ain't raising no fools. Like, I we, know. <laughs> we got our head on straight. We know what we want to do. Not necessarily, but we know the path that we want to go on. Yeah. Because that's yeah. important. <clears throat> A lot of people, when I had graduated, they, after basketball, they didn't know what to do. Because mm-hmm. basketball was their whole life, their whole being. That's all they did. So afterwards, it was like, what do I do next? But yeah. one of the key things that, you know, man, I admire your growth, Kayla, because you, you've grown so much. And <laughs> um, you have, I can tell that you you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom. You know what I'm saying? You, I don't know, you, you you're going to be straight. You get what I'm saying? You're going to be good, mm-hmm. matter of fact, because you already, you have a mindset of, I'm going to prepare. And you already know I'm using this as a vehicle to do X, Y, and Z. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would just encourage you just to continue to to go for it and, and write down your dreams, you know, make it plain and, and make it plain to the point, to the spirit, T like the specifics, the details of everything that you want to do. You're even though you know at AM they might didn't bring the show back, that's cool. Still write them ideas that you had down because maybe it wasn't for them, maybe it was for the things that God is gonna call you to do in the future. So you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everything is is happens for a reason. Yeah. But it's dope. It's dope that that's what you want to do. And you already man, I'm going there to connect. Like I'm doing yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm telling you, because that's what it's about. Sometimes it's, about it's not... That's what I'm saying. I was just going to say that networking <laughs> is the most important thing that you could do, especially even in college. I've met donors that, you know, like if you stay in contact with them, they'll mm-hmm. help you get a job. You know, yeah. like networking is so important in college. That's what in college in life, if you yeah. know, it's not sometimes it's not what you know, it's who, you know, exactly. you know, like they can get about. you indoors. Yeah. So. Your network is your net worth. Oh, that Look at that. That, that <laughs> your is network is your network. <laughs> it is. Well, I like that. Because like you said, it's, you got to connect. If you don't know how to connect and you already comfortable with speaking, that's for a lot of people, that's the hardest thing for people Hard. to do. You're yeah. comfortable. You confident when you speak and you passionate about what you're talking about. Because yeah. you have heart. You, you care about people. You want to add value to people. So with that being said, what advice would you give a player that might feel like there isn't um, their time isn't coming and they're starting to give up? What advice will you give them? Um, I would just tell them to just like, for one, I'm I'm a Christian woman. God has helped me through these four years because they tell me about it. I don't know where I would be without him. Probably tell not me. at AM. <laughs> But um, I would just say, like, just keep working, bro. Like, you just never know when your time is going to be. And stop looking at other people. Oh, my friends over here, they over here playing and I'm not. You know, they over here doing big things and I'm not. Everybody is not on the same time. Everybody is not going to blossom at the same time. It might take you longer to blossom. Mm -hmm. But my thing is you need to stay consistent with working hard and stay consistent with what you're doing. Because... Your time is going to come. Mm-hmm. And so. a lot of people don't get that. Your time your time is coming. You just got to be patient. Everybody wants things to happen in a... Right there. Right, right there. In, especially right in this there. generation. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. this generation. Especially so like, when it comes to money. Ooh. If they not if they not getting the money that all these YouTubers get in, they're they going to try to find the quickest thing to do. But sometimes it's just like, just be patient. You're going to get there. You don't have to come be the next SoundCloud rapper to make it. You don't have to but, do that. But then even with that, like with YouTube, people don't realize they see the they see the reward after the hard work they put in. Mm-hmm. Yep. They still had to go through a process. They still exactly. went through the process when nobody was following them. All of that. They still yeah. had to work for it. And it, you saying what you said, Kayla, about... Um, you know, your time is going to come. Everybody's at a different time. Like I had, I was just looking at my memories on Facebook. I made a video maybe a year or two ago about everyone is in a a different season. And that's so true. Everybody is in a different season. But if you looking at the next person's season and you comparing your chapter four with their chapter 15, you're going to miss out what you need to be doing in the season of your chapter four. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then you're going to try mm-hmm. to rush it and mess some stuff up because you're not being patient. So you dropping all the gems. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. But that's, I mean, being in college teaches you so many things. Like there's so much stuff that I've learned just mm-hmm. being in college, learned about myself, found myself. I feel like college is one of the hardest and one of the most rewarding things that you can go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
like just going through that process and going through all of that stuff and then you know finally graduating and finally getting everything that you you felt like you was gonna have at the end of the day you know mm-hmm. it's just so rewarding and it's so it's just such a blessing and it teaches you so much yeah I would tell everybody out there to keep focused and remain humble and just try to be great never look to your right and your left and see who has more is this gonna come you just gotta it's just it's a lot of things that people got to know and learn how to do and I had to learn it myself because I was going through you know a hard time here and through the years everything has paid off and I'm happy I've been happier than I ever have been and just in a good headspace and I'm thankful to God for that if anything it's all it's all God everything is yes all it God. is it <laughs> for real Cause you ain't get you through the hard times. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sure speaking in general. Yeah, like yeah. me too. When I say you, I'm talking about just yeah, us, like people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't get ourselves through it. No, but it looks like we are coming to the end. We have one more question for you though, but we are almost out of here. Uh, the last question is again one of our little fun questions that we're gonna ask, and this one is. Are you that clutch person under pressure in situations or do you usually choke up? I would say I'm that clutch person. Come on now. <laughs> Who gonna say they chose? For real. Right. <laughs> Who gonna say that? I hope you wouldn't. I was hoping you wouldn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, y'all heard it from us. I'm in pod. Here again with Miss Kayla Wells. I'm so glad that you stopped by and was able to drop a lot of wisdom for everybody out there listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, please tune in next week it's just gonna be me and jamie uh we have interviews but you know we just wanted to do our own little segment so please stay tuned for that and everybody again wear your mask and black lives matter matter i have a good day let's (laughs) go